Welcome back, everybody. This is episode 21 of the Clapper Cast. I'm Burke. And I'm Sean. And we're back at you with uh, some free agent frenzy and trade crazy NHL news. Uh, yeah, we so... got some uh, exciting, exciting times here. There's actually, this has been one of the more um, transitional off seasons so far in a long time. It's in terms of the number and the quality of the players that have been jumping around. Yeah, there's some big names moving around the league. Um, there's a few teams that are going to look dramatically different. Uh, we'll touch on that. And um, it's exciting. Like, it's, like I said, it's going to be a pretty different league next year as far as you know those, some of those major players. Um, I'm, I'm excited. I'm really excited. So why don't Very. we just jump in and talk about some of the major trades that happened? Because you know there's been quite a few that have happened since we last were on the podcast with uh, Game 7. So uh, let's just jump into some of the major ones. You know, we might skip some over. So apologies if uh, we miss uh, one of your favorite players. Um, but, uh, you know, just for sake of time, we'll just talk about some of the ones we deem to be super important or noteworthy or whatever. So uh, okay. the first one I wanted to mention is the Flyers acquired Matt Niskanen from the Washington Capitals in exchange for Radko Gudis. This is one for one. Uh, I, I, I'm a Caps fan, and I think uh, this was a pretty good trade for the Caps. Uh, Niskanen was making a little bit too much money. He's a little bit older than Gudis. Um, it's going to be weird to see Gudis on the Caps, though. What did you think about, about this one-for-one one that kind of capped off the trading frenzy? So over over the last few years, I've always had this perception of Gudis as being like this this guy who fills the the role of how is he in the league. But as I do a little bit more um, reading about him and just looking at his actual play, it's turns out he's actually a solid defenseman. It's just, he's one of those really, really defensive guys who doesn't really contribute a lot um, in terms of like playmaking, puck moving, scoring. He's just solid defensively. And after last season, like hearing a lot from you that Niskanen and Orlov were both struggling big time and Niskanen especially did not have a good season that this might be a decent step forwards for the Caps on defensively to solidify them a little bit, especially um, they're going to have a few younger guys coming up on their uh, on their decor right away. So it'll be nice to have that stabilizing defensive presence that'll let the younger guys make mistakes, and he'll be able to cover them a little bit more than maybe Niskanen could. Yeah, I, I think you really nailed it there. Uh, like, I, like you said, uh Niskanen was coming off one of the worst years of his career. Um, He's normally a pretty good shutdown guy. Um, You know, he's he's known for taking a clapper from two feet away from the net sometimes. But um, that is still one of my favorite plays (laughs) in NHL history. (laughs) Yeah, I'm I'm gonna miss him. He's a he's a he's a champion. Um, And uh, now we don't have any fucking demon from the Penguins left because Orpik also retired. first ballot hall of famer <laughs> um but yeah i mean i like this trade for the for the for the washington capitals i think getting a younger cheaper d-man um who can play in the penalty kill is is definitely a good move um so let's move along um this, this one's kind of a head scratcher um pittsburgh penguins acquired dominic cahoon and a fifth uh, 2019 NHL draft pick from chicago in exchange for ali mata so all i have to say about this one is that apparently <laughs> Rutherford just had to choose between Mata and Jack Johnson, and he chose Johnson. I I don't understand this at all. Like Mata's a solid; he's a top four defenseman, isn't he? I I think I think so. Like in Cahoon, like yeah, he had a decent rookie season, but like that the Penguins don't need a forward in that role. <laughs> he's he's a midline forward, and they desperately needed defensemen because they don't really have any that are you know NHL caliber anymore. And Mata was one of the few that they had that actually kind of fits like the 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 new NHL, I guess. He's not like slow and lumbering. Yeah, I know Mata's like not the fastest, but he's definitely not like Jack Johnson slow. Yeah, Jack. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh, this is this is one of many Penguins moves that are just leave you thinking, what the fuck? Like, does this really make your team better? Um, I don't think well, so. I don't think this There's at least at one other one that I want to bring up uh, this later in the podcast when we talk about uh, some signings. But uh, the next, the, 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 like I said, that one's kind of just like a what, 
what? <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, the next, the next trade that uh, I want to mention is the New York Rangers acquired defenseman Jacob Truba, or as uh, some would say, Trubda, from the Winnipeg Jets in exchange for defenseman Neil Pionk and a first in the this year's draft. What did you think about I, this one? I think the Jets are severely overrating Pionk, and also with the rest of the stuff that the Rangers just did this offseason, that first-round pick might not be as good as they thought it was. So I'm thinking the Rangers got a pretty good trade here. Right. Um, well, what, it was a 2019 draft pick, though, so they would have got it. Oh, this oh wrong year. Before the draft. Before the draft. Wrong year. <laughs> it would have been, been a mid, mid-first, mid I guess. I, I don't know which exact pick it, pick it was, but... Um, yeah, I like this trade for the Rangers. Uh, they've been making some, pre- they made some pretty good moves. Um, they, they've had an outstanding off season. Yeah, they're there. If you're a Rangers fan, uh, it's a good time, <laughs> um, for at least one of the New York teams. <laughs> it's, it's, it's going good. Um, so yeah, um, so I like the, this, I like the Jets this drafted. The oh, this guy, uh, Vili Hanola. I can't pronounce his name properly. A <laughs> Finnish defenseman with that pick. Okay, so he could he could be even the next Jacob Truba. Um, um I don't think so because this guy's like <laughs> five foot eight or something. He's really small. Oh, oh, he's five eleven. Oh, that's not that bad then. Five eleven, hundred seventy six pounds. So he's a bit of a bit smaller than Truba. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, next trade. Uh, just briefly mention this. Uh, the Sharks traded Justin Braun to Philly in exchange for uh, a second round pick in this year's draft and a third next year. Um, I think so, that's fine. Yeah, I think it's a fair trade. I mean, um, another older D-man to Flyers. Um, yeah, their their cap management this offseason isn't great, but at least Braun's a decent enough player for a couple of years. Yeah, yeah. In San sure. Jose, I mean, they seem to be kind of attempting a bit of an on-the-fly rebuild, just getting a few more draft picks here and there, mm-hmm. and just trying to hold on to the younger guys as we see some of their some of their older players moving on. And yeah, retiring for sure um the next the next one the canucks acquired jt miller from tampa bay for merrick mazanek a couple picks um i think this one's just pretty straightforward uh free up cap space on tampa's end for Braden point uh, yeah i think um i'm thinking gave up a little bit too much i'm i'm not sure on the first for for JT Miller, like he's what he's probably like a third line center. Yeah, it's a it's a conditional first, so maybe it's uh, I don't um, know. What I the think conditions it's are. maybe it's if he it's basically like a lottery protection. So oh, it'll okay. be it'll be like if it's top ten next year, it'll be the year after or something like that. Yeah, I see. It's one of the, it's one of those types. I can't remember the exact condition. Okay. Um. Next up, um, Patrick Marlowe got traded to the Carolina Hurricanes along with a conditional first and a seventh um, in exchange for a sixth-round pick in 2020. I didn't know it was possible for a player to have negative value. Yeah. I mean... that's I'm pretty... I guess, I mean, the whole intention was capped on buyout. And Marlowe, yeah. I think he was only going to go to San Jose in a trade. So I guess at least they got rid of the contract. Yeah, they need that uh, Marner money, right? So... Basically, they had to send his dad out of town. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, dad's gonna get cigarettes. He's never coming back. <laughs> another cap trade, like you said. Um, next up, though, is a is a pretty pretty important one. Um, New Jersey Devils acquired PK Subban from the Predators for defenseman Stephen Santini and Jeremy Davies, a second in 2019 and a second in 2020. So Subban. On the move again, um, yeah. I mean, he's a he's a pretty big player to to move, and uh, I, I guess Nashville needs some. They needed some cap space. Um, we'll get it to why a bit uh, later in the pod, but uh, yeah. I mean, I like I like this from New, from New Jersey. Um, this is an amazing trade for New Jersey. <laughs> Like they they didn't give up anything really significant. It was it's kind of the equivalent to one of those like NH, EA NHL trades where you just like stack a bunch of crap together and get something good for it. <laughs> yeah, I did see that uh, New Jersey was like the only team that could take PK's that was willing to take PK's full contract. 
I saw which, the Leafs were yeah. interested in Vancouver, I think, but didn't, yeah, the Leafs needed the full contract. Exactly, the Leafs wanted, I think, like six million. They would take six right. million, so I think the the Predators would have had to retain a third of it. Okay, all right. But I mean, Subban's still a great defenseman, and on a younger, dynamic team, like, yeah, he might be a little bit, say, irresponsible with the puck and turn the puck over, but he's also going to be a bit more dynamic and free flowing to help those guys right especially right. when you have he's probably gonna be feeding taylor hall a lot too yeah so that's just gonna be that's just gonna be a fast high power line right there yeah for sure um yeah i like this for new jersey for sure next up blackhawks acquired defenseman calvin dehan and forward alexi sarala from carolina in exchange for anton forsberg and gustav forsling what did you think about this one um the blackhawks are doing decent at rebuilding that defensive core on the fly. So they, they seem to be recognizing like Keith and Seabrook are not, and it, they're not the defensemen they used to be. And so they're getting, I mean, Mata's okay. Dehan's been pretty good. I think he had a really good year um, last season. So these guys are going to be able to come in and actually help their defense kind of transition better, I guess. Yeah. I think to um, post Keith Seabrook era. I think Chicago is doing some great stuff. Um, Definitely, def- I think they got the better end of the deal on this one with Dehan. Um, Forsberg, I think, is kind of one of those bubble goalies. I don't think he might, I mean, he could go either way at this point. Um, you know, he's had some stints in Chicago where he played unreal and then kind of fell off a little bit. And yeah. um, I don't know. I, I just think Dehan is definitely the big ticket in this trade. And like you said, Chicago definitely needs some some defensive strength to come up since they can't really get rid of that Seabrook contract. No one's willing to take no. it. So no, not at all. Yeah. So sticking with the the central, um Arizona acquired Carl Soderberg, so the Cyclops himself from Colorado in exchange for Kevin Connaughton and uh, which uh certain people did not remember how to spell <laughs> and uh, a third round pick in the twenty twenty draft. Um, this this trade was also rumored to uh, include a, a a puck, if you remember that from the tweet. So no, uh, I don't I, actually. Oh, <laughs> somebody tweeted out that uh, it was Kevin Connaughton misspelled and a puck. <laughs> so, <laughs> so in other words, the Coyotes just got Soderberg for nothing because neither of those things exist. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Um, this was this was kind of an interesting one. Uh, I don't really know why they had to get rid of Soderberg. Um, Colorado, that is, because they have like fucking the most cap space in the NHL. Um, he seems like a good third liner who can who can play on the second line. Um, yeah, big Carl. I don't know, but um, I, I don't know. That sounds kind of a whatever. Yeah, it's a bit of a head scratcher, but I think uh, the grand scheme of things, Colorado's doing good enough that a couple of these can slip yeah. through. Yeah, for sure. Uh, let's move to um, another Carolina move. Carolina acquires Eric Halla from the Vegas Knights uh, in exchange for Nicholas Roy and a conditional fifth in the 2021 draft. So this one, I think, is, again, just straight fucking cap shed. Um, oh, for Eric sure. Eric Halla has been really good in Vegas. He was hurt the end of last year, didn't play in playoffs, and uh, I think he'll he'll do really well in Carolina. Yeah, and I mean, the guy they got for him has played seven NHL games, no points. And a so, fifth. Yeah, and a conditional, conditional fifth. So fifth. who knows what that even is going to be, if that's... Yeah. So the straight-up straight up cap dump, yeah. basically. Um, another one, uh, go quickly over. Colorado Avalanche acquire Andre Burakovsky from the Caps for minor league forward Scott Komischuk and a second and third in the 2020 draft. This one uh, should be no surprise to any Cap fan. Uh, Burakovsky was kind of always rumored to be on the move, and we needed to move him because his cap hit is atrocious for the amount of production that he has. Um, He's a great, great player, um, but kind of streaky and there's not really a space from the caps. So I think he uh, has a real shot of doing well on Colorado. He's going to get more consistent ice time, probably with yeah. more, more of a real shot. He's, definitely he's probably going to, he's probably going to slot though. in. Yeah. He'll he's... slot in a bit higher with a bit more ice time, a bit more 
bit more of an opportunity to kind of make a splash for this is this is a contract year, right? I think you signed a two-year uh, deal or something. I think uh, he was an RFA, I think, and then they qualified him, and then they traded him. I don't know. I I have no. I don't remember. Yeah. But he's either um, way, he'll get a shot here. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know. I like it from the Caps. You know, at least they got something for him. And uh, next up, a second and a third round pick is not not bad at all. No, definitely not for a guy who gets like fucking twenty points. Yeah, uh, pretty decent. Um, so. Another Vegas Knights move. Um, again, fucking dumping all the cap because they're <laughs> overspending. Um, Buffalo Sabres acquired defenseman Colin Miller from Vegas in exchange for a second in 2021 and a fifth in 2022. So again, getting a fucking a fucking good player for like nothing. Basically. Um, uh, yeah. I mean, a second I mean, round pick's okay. Chances are it's going to be closer, you know, latter half of the second. Mm-hmm. But I mean, Buffalo got a good defenseman, probably a solid four, three, four, five ish guy on their team. Yeah. And yeah, the Knights got their cap space again for whatever purpose they need. Yeah. Uh, this one, this next one is a pretty big one. The Coyotes acquire Phil Kessel, the Phil the Thrill, uh, a no name D man, sorry, bro, and a fourth round pick in 2021. Take that, Dane. <laughs> Uh, from Pittsburgh in exchange for Alex Galchenyuk and another kind of no-name D-man. Um, it's really pretty much a one-for-one trade um, with so, the Coyotes just getting an extra pick. Yeah, um, this this kind of came out of nowhere, to be honest, for Arizona to pick up Kessel. And also for Galchenyuk to be already available like that. Yeah, because he was there for, what, one season? Yeah, because it was last offseason he got swapped for Domi. I think. And he was hurt for a while. I mean, no surprise he's on the Coyotes, so he has to be hurt for at least 20 games of the season. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, I think this is a pretty cool move for Arizona to get an actual scorer. Someone who can... I think he could do well down there, too. I think he uh, he, he will. It's going to fit Kessel... Because he, we, we've seen him in the past and his other places where it's like he just gets hounded by the media constantly, and he's not the personality type to want to deal with that. He's yeah. going to Arizona and not have to worry about that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, like yeah, he's going to be the face of the team probably because he's. I think he's probably their best player already, or yeah. no, probably their second because Ekman Larson. Oh yeah, of course. But he, there's not going to be that coverage on him, that just spotlight on him, on him all the time. So. He might he might be able to do a little bit better. Um, Carolina and Florida swapped backups, basically, um, if you want to call one of them a backup. So Carolina acquired James Reimer from Florida in exchange for Scott Darling and a sixth. Not much to say here. Scott Darling never really worked out for the Hurricanes. Um, I I honestly don't know if he'll even play for Florida. Um, he might because Luongo retired. And uh, yeah, I think they're in need of a backup now. Yeah, but and not much to say about that one. Uh, moving on, another Chicago move. Uh, they acquired Andrew Shaw, so they got him back and a seventh round pick in 2021 from Montreal for a second and a seventh round draft pick in 2020 and a third in 2021. So, um, oh, so I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go back on you a little bit here. That Scott Darling actually just got bought out. Ah, okay. So he, yeah. So I was so right. Anyways, <laughs> he did not yeah. play for the Panthers. <laughs> and anyways, back to Andrew Shaw. Chicago just, you know, getting the gang back together a little bit again, like they did with with uh, Saad. Um, I don't know. I, I, I guess Montreal was able to get some stuff for him. They got um, a bunch of draft picks. And I mean, yeah. Shaw was not doing particularly great. Yeah, definitely. And they still not. managed to get like essentially a second and a third out of him. Yeah. Was the yeah. seventh or straight swap. So I think that's a pretty good return. Yeah. For for an aging forward. Uh, so there's there's uh three Canada Day July 1st trades to talk about. Uh, the the first of which is Ottawa acquires defenseman Nikita Zaitsev, Connor Brown, and some other guy <laughs> from Michael Carsoni. Yeah. From Toronto in exchange for Ben Harper, some random guy and a third round pick in 2020. Um I'm kind of surprised that 
Ottawa took this. This is something I noted earlier too after after watching this day, but like we saw earlier in the year, Melnick was critiquing Toronto's rebuild because they forgot about defense. So what Ottawa does is hires Toronto's defensive coach and then trades for Zaitsev, also signs Ron Hainsey. Yeah. So they're basically yeah. just bringing Toronto's defense over to them. Yeah, they have to sign so, a third of Toronto's defense. Oh, also, Cody Cece's in this deal, is he not? Uh, NHL.com oh, yeah, has him not listed in this trade, but Cody Cece was involved in this. Um, How Good job, NHL.com. Yeah, yeah. So, but yeah, Cece, it's kind of weird Cece's seeing them well. trade uh, players. These, the Battle these of Ontario is no more. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, you're, you're totally right. It is very bizarro. But but it's also very Ottawa Senators to trade for defensemen on a team that you criticize having bad defense. So, yes. I mean, in this world that we live in with Ottawa being the fucking crazy team of the league, it, it should be no surprise that they did this. Um, and it's, yeah, I mean. I'm just glad someone else took Zaitsev's contract. To <laughs> yeah. Um, next up, we got Buffalo acquiring Jimmy VC from the Rangers for a third. Not a big thing here. Um, not a big deal. Yeah. Um, I don't, we'll right I, along. I think VC, <laughs> yeah. VC didn't really live up to the, the college hype as most of those types of signings do. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, see if you can go to Buffalo and rekindle something with Eichel or something. Who knows? Yeah. And then the next, the last, uh, trade is the Avalanche acquired Nazem Kadri, defenseman Calais Rosen, and a third in 2020 in exchange for Tyson Berry, Alexander Kerfoot, and a sixth-round pick in 2020. So this also one we need to know uh, Barry's, uh The Avalanche are retaining 50% on Barry as well. Right. This one surprised me. Uh, Same. It kind of came I, out of nowhere. You got to like this trade for the Leafs. Big time. Big time. Uh, they get a uh, top top four D man, which they desperately needed, mm-hmm. um, and they got Kerfoot, who's a pretty solid uh, depth center, and an extra pick, and uh, you know, kind of got rid of uh, troublemaker <laughs> Nazem Kadri. Yeah. I mean, um, how much how much of an impact has his suspensions had on the last two playoff series? Yeah, you know, so his his uh, emotional outburst, we'll call them against Boston, well, now they don't have to deal with that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I I just think, like, I don't know if Colorado's overvaluing Kadri here, but... um... When Kadri's on his game, he is actually a really good player. It's just he's got that that dirty streak to him that kind of takes over his identity a little bit. Yeah. It's like, he does have two 30-goal seasons. Like, he puts up about 50 points a year, so... That is someone that the Avs really could use on their second or third lines. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I guess so. Hey. I, I'm definitely with you. The Leafs got an amazing deal on this one. They got exactly what they need, basically. Yeah. I I think it's... This one, like I said, it surprised me. It just kind of came out of nowhere. Um, so let's, uh, let's move on to some uh, free agent frenzy. Um, is there anywhere particularly you wanted to start with that? I basically just went through, noted down a few of the main ones from starting from like whenever it opens, I think like noon on the first. Right. So I think the first one I saw was, you know, we'll go straight to Artemi Panarin. Yeah. So he signed in, he signed in New York for seven years, 11.64 million per year. Breadman got which, paid. Yeah. That honestly, that is absurd. The, the rumor too, is that the blue jackets offered him an eight by 13 contract the night, like the <laughs> night before that. That he rejected. So he was almost, he could have been the the highest paid player in the league. (laughs) Jesus Christ. But instead, he wanted to go to New York. And we'll say he took a pay cut at 11.64 million. (laughs) He like doubled his fucking salary, right? Yeah, he was making seven before, I think. Fucking insane. And I mean, this, this kind of follows that trend that we saw with all these wingers getting absurd contracts this offseason so far. Because yeah. if you go and put any comparables into Cat Friendly to look at kind of what's going on, like I did a few months back um, in a blog post, it showed that Panarin was probably in the range of like 10-ish. Mm-hmm. And that was like pushing it, I think. 
Yeah. And th- those were his comparables based off of like cap hit percentage in past contracts. So here he is getting like a couple million above that. Yeah, pretty insane. So, but the Rangers just got an amazing player to capitalize or to cap off their incredible offseason. Yeah. And I'm honestly excited to see these guys play like Panarin and Kako. Oh, yeah. Like this is going to yeah. be pretty good for them. Yeah, for sure. Definitely. Um, the, I mean, this is definitely a, a fat drop off from there, but um, um, money wise, at least um, the next next major one is probably Matt Duchesne. Um, he he went to Nashville. So we saw Nashville kind of clearing up some space with getting rid of PK Subban. They signed Duchesne for eight, eight million. Um, yeah. I can't remember the term, but seven. Years. Uh, seven? Wow. So that's going to like 35 or something. Um, so Columbus lost Panarin. They didn't re-sign Duchesne. They also lost Bobrovsky. And Dezingle is not likely to sign there either. So they lost everything. <laughs> and Keith Kincaid also signed in Montreal. <laughs> yeah. Um, so they lost everything. What did it cost? Everything. Was Which, it worth it? Yeah. So, no. I mean, Duchesne got exactly what exactly what we would have expected. So I think um, he got offered an 8x8 contract by the Sens earlier this season. Mm-hmm. And this is right in line with that. And it's kind of right around his his market value. So... Yeah. Good, good deal in that sense. Yeah. So speaking and, of Bobrovsky, um, he went to yep. Florida for a ten million dollars seven year contract. So he's thirty now. Yeah. So, so that this is a weird thing with these goalie contracts. That yeah, it takes him into his, the very, very late stages of his career. But this is also like the exact same contract Carey Price and uh, Henrik Lundqvist signed, where that's I think they were like twenty eight, twenty nine. And then they sign like an eight-year deal that takes them to about the same age. Yeah, uh, I don't like it. No, but uh, he's a no, good goalie, not, not and it changes Florida's chances dramatically. So, you know, and he's now proven that he can actually perform in the playoffs. Where how far he can go is, you know, still up in the air. But yeah, he no longer has that um, terrible record and terrible stat line in the playoffs. He's just had a good a good postseason. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, let's just stick with Florida for now. Um, they got uh, Anton Strahlman. Um, he's kind of the odd man out in Tampa. He signed a $5.5 million contract, a three-year deal for Florida. Um, he's I always, I always hear a lot of good things about him. Yeah, he's, a, he's a good uh, good D-man for sure. Um, I think uh, it was a good pickup. Uh, they also got Brett Connolly from, uh, from Washington. They signed him for a three point two five million, a four year deal. Um, he was which surprisingly enough, the way wingers were going so far this this off season, that's actually good. I was kind of worried after some of those first ones. Yeah, he had a career year. Um, Caps fans kind of knew he was going to be hard to keep. Um, I'm happy for him, and uh, it gives me a reason to cheer for Florida. Um, you know, he's a He's he's one of my favorites, and uh, yeah, it's it's kind of cool to see him get paid, and uh, I'm happy um, for sure. I feel like there's somebody else who went to Florida that I'm missing. Do can you remember anybody else who went there? Uh, oh no, no I don't Achari. have Achari. No, Achari went there. Oh, Achari. Okay. Yeah, I mean, definitely. I think that's a good pickup for them too. He's a good uh, he's a good depth forward. Yeah, for sure. Kind of he stood out pretty well on uh, on Boston's roster throughout the playoffs, so that'll be a good um good experienced player for for the uh Panthers to pick up. Yeah. Yeah, so um to fill the gap that Connolly left, um the Capitals picked up uh, a couple forwards. They got Richard Panic. Um Big I think it was like what was the what was the contract? Like 3 point something maybe? I can't remember. Somewhere it was actually it was fairly reasonable. Yeah. Um I I like him. Yeah, it was um, 4 years 2.75 per year. Yeah, there we go. So, that's not bad. Yeah, you know, you know, thirty point guy, um, four year con- like four year contract, thirty point guy, like that's gonna be a, an okay, um, probably third liner. Mm-hmm. And they also Might be able to up, jump up. Um, Brendan Leipzig, um, so 
other and uh, Garnett Hathaway as well. Garnett Hathaway, I like him. Um, physical guy. Yeah. Um, you know. So how's this looking with Hathaway, Wilson, and Gudis? <laughs> like, what, uh, what's going tough. on in Washington here? <laughs> tough. <laughs> yeah. Um, I like I like those pickups for sure. Um, let's move up to some other some other big names that came off the, the table. Um, How about Zuccarello? Yeah, Zuccarello was six six million or something. Yeah, six million for five years. Yeah. So he's uh, he's thirty one right now. Yeah, in Minnesota, um, should say for the wild. In Minnesota too, yeah. So he's thirty one. I'm not a huge fan of this contract. I think it's a little bit too much, or uh, not too much, too long of a term. Yeah. Yeah. It, Which it, is it uh, normal for Minnesota. Mm, very, very true. Normal for Minnesota. And also, I just I feel it's important to mention um, that quote Fenton had when he signed him and was talking <laughs> about him. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna I'm gonna get the exact wording here. He said he was like a lizard. Yes, that is the it's one I'm strange. thinking of here. Very strange. Um, so one of the top playmakers in the league, if you watch the way he plays and dissects the offensive zone in particular, I told him when I was talking to him that he's like a lizard. The way a lizard takes his tongue and sticks it as far as it does and retrieves what it was trying to do. Yeah, like, what? What? <laughs> yeah. So I saw a joke that is actually Paul Fentanyl, and he's just kind of high all the time. <laughs> That's pretty but good. I'm not quite sure what this guy's doing in Minnesota, and I... Feel like especially as Dubnik's on the tail end of his career at this point, yeah, that they're just gonna kind of tank really quickly here. Yeah, it's it's very strange. Um, let's power through some of these other signings. Uh, I got a big list here. Um, just go through some that are that are notable or funny or strange. Um, so Dallas picked up Corey Perry, who was bought out by the Ducks um, on a one point five million one year one year deal. Um, kind of an old guy. Um, Dallas is one of those teams. Well, they, that they, the stars went old. Yes, they this, picked up Pavelski as well, and Andre Sekra. Yeah, what was Pavelski? So Pavelski for? on a three-year seven seven million per, which isn't terrible actually. Um, Sekra and Perry both on one by one point five. So yeah, these guys are all old. older, injured. I think Pavelski isn't really injured per se. Um, but I mean, he's still getting older. Sekra and Perry have both had like two seasons where they barely played for a variety of reasons. Yeah, and Pavelski had those injuries in the playoffs where he got concussed. Um, yeah, so that's, you know, you never we'll know see. what those types of Yeah. Um, another Pittsburgh weirdo move. They signed Brandon Tanev on a six-year, $3.5 million contract. They gave that to Brandon Tanev. I totally forgot okay. about that one. That, like, that what is so... the fuck? What type of third or fourth line forward gets a six-year contract? And it's got a modified no trade clause. Yeah, it's like, did they what? bring Chiarelli in? Like that's just kind of <laughs> that's kind of his noise right there. <laughs> this is a bad contract. Um, yeah, and I saw a comparison to Zach Aston Reese. That or Zach Aston Reese is better. Exactly than Tanev, and Tanev is now like set for life off of off of Rutherford. <laughs> also, I fucking hate Brandon Tanev, and now I have to see him a lot more. Oh, fucking Metro. Oh, don't worry, you got Hathaway, Wilson, and Gudis to kind of take care of that. <laughs> well, maybe they'll give him a taste of his own medicine and elbow him in the head. Um, <laughs> and then he won't be able to play. Um, not that I'm wishing that, but I, I hate that little rat fuck. So anyway, uh, moving right along here. Uh, Ron Hainsey got fucking paid by Ottawa. <laughs> of course. Where else would the year Toronto old got a one-year, $3.5 million deal. That's insane. Uh, I guess... I don't even know. Like, like we see, we see how stingy Melnick is, and then they go and do something like that. Very strange. Very like strange. You won't, you won't pay for Eric Carlson to stay, but you'll pay for Ron Hainsey. Yeah. Very, very weird. I guess they want to bring in some leadership to a young team, a skating yeah, team. Yeah, I mean, in in terms of what Hainsey brings to the team, like, yeah, he is. He will help them out. But it's, yep. it's just the, the dollar value is a little bit questionable at this point. Yeah. Uh, so moving along, uh, Jason Spezza got signed by Toronto on a 700K contract for one year. Kind of kind of cool. He gets to kind of end his career in his hometown. Yeah. Um, Mike Smith, who was playing in Calgary, signed with, with Edmonton yeah. on a $2 million one-year contract. So yeah, that's so we basically a, got the gold kind of swap a, here. 
Yeah, because um, Talbot Cam- went to Calgary. Yeah, and um, Smith's in Edmonton. Five, one year. So yeah, so, so Battle of Alberta um, continues on. And so here's the thing for that: um, Edmonton has always had trouble beating Mike Smith. So mm-hmm. now he's a, now he's an Oiler, so they don't have to worry about him anymore. <laughs> exactly. And he is also automatically their best puck mover from the back end, <laughs> <laughs> including all of their defensemen. To be completely very, honest, <laughs> very true. Yeah. Um, Jordy Ben signed a contract in Vancouver, two years, two million. As did uh, Tyler Myers. Yes. And what was Tyler Myers' contract worth? Five years, six million per. Yeah. So he got paid. Which, yeah, a hell of a lot better than what was first reported too. We um, yeah. might add there. So I think I think first first rumors were that it was a seven by seven deal for Myers. Yeah. Pretty ridiculous. I uh, just dropped my shit. Um, get that. Uh, Valtteri Filpula returning Following home to Eisenman. Detroit. Yeah. Um, three million, two years. That's a bit much, but um, kind of cool. He gets to go back to where his career started. Definitely. Um, let's see. Um, Gus How about Nyquist? the uh, Ryan Hartman one? Oh, Gus Nyquist oh. too. Yeah. So Gus that's Nyquist. what Columbus got out of everything. Yeah, five point five like million four warrior. years. Yeah. Yeah. So Ryan Hartman, he was traded. Didn't mention that one, but um, he was traded while he was away on a camping trip or something. Yeah. And... He he made a tweet. He's like going off the grid. See you guys in a week, and then gets traded the next day and bought out in that same time frame. Yeah, and then uh, he signed with Minnesota, I think, mm-hmm. 1.8 million two years. Um, pretty good contract actually. So. Um, and let's keep him moving here. Edmonton signed Alex Chason to a 2.1 uh, million dollar contract two years. Uh, that's a pretty good contract for him. He had a pretty yeah, good it's year. a little bit on the high end money wise, just because he's only had the one decent season, and he also was more or less invisible the second half of the year. Yeah, but he's also a good depth guy. He can play wherever, and he wants to be in Edmonton. And right. you know, he's got he's got winning leadership pedigree that he he won in Washington. And I think it's just a decent guy to have around, for sure. Um, on the flip side of that Washington final uh, was Pierre Edward Belmar. He's also on the move. He's going from Vegas to Colorado. He signed a one point eight million dollar two year contract. So bringing in another, you know defensive forward um face-off guy uh, uh maybe a little bit too much money for a 34 year old two-year contract yeah. but i do like um, him as a signing for colorado though yeah for sure i think i think he'll be a good co- i think he'll be a good contributor a good leader for for that um for that roster yeah um vegas re-signed thomas nosek and brandon peary um, and then traded them three days later because of cap yeah. space. <laughs> <laughs> you never Just know. Kidding, they're still there. <laughs> uh, Wayne Simmons signed a $5 million one-year deal with New Jersey. So New Jersey's getting another little bit of a facelift here, adding yeah. in Simmons, who's a hell of a leader. Um, I, kind of I like a prove-it contract. Yeah. So he's kind of, yeah, he's, sure. he's fallen off big time the last couple of years. So it's kind of like a see what you still got. Yeah. See if you can yeah. rekindle some old magic or something. Be a good power forward with Hall. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a lot of more depth guys on the move. Um, won't spend a lot of time talking about talking about that. But uh, another big signing was Anders Lee. Signed a seven-year, seven-million contract with the Islanders. So he's staying there. Um, we will not be continuing was... the tradition of Islanders captains leaving in the offseason. Yeah. that's that's uh, That would have sucked. <laughs> but yeah. what does suck for Islanders fans is Robin Lehner is bound for chicago uh this this was an interesting one for me for two main reasons um the first is hearing kind of how that went down in negotiation between leonard and the islanders so apparently according to leonard anyways um they wanted term but the the team wouldn't give it to him so they came down on that and then presented leonard with an offer that he wanted to take time to just think about for a couple of days but by the time he got back to them afterwards, they had already um, moved on to another goalie, who we now know as Varlamov. Yeah, and, and then they, they gave him Varlamov for five million four years, and Leonard yeah. signed for five million one year in Chicago. So mm-hmm. it's a very very strange situation where it seems like they really could have made a deal for a better goalie, um, being Leonard. But um, I think so. 
Chicago really lucked out that uh, yeah. they weren't able to sign him because yeah. Crawford is kind of a big question mark. Um, that was feel... that was the other thing. So what does this mean for Crawford? Because you have to imagine like Leonard's at this point proven to be a starter. Yeah. And Crawford's had some injury battles and maybe they are knowing they know more than the public right now about that. But um, yeah, I, I really don't get why the Islanders didn't make more of a move and give Leonard the time to think over the the deal. Um, or if that is the, the case, if that is I what guess, happened. You know, yeah. Because um, he's a younger goalie. He's 27. Varlamov's 31. So if you don't want to give him the term, why give an older goalie the term? Uh, I don't know. I guess Seems maybe like they're the going negotiation for failure experience. Here. Yeah. Um. I guess they just wanted Varlamov to go back to uh, Mitch Korn and Barry Trotz. I don't know if Varlamov was even there when Trotz was there, but um, maybe they think they can kind of revitalize his career a bit. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, another goalie staying where uh, he originally was, Peter Mrazek, signed a uh, two-year, $3.1 million contract with Carolina, so they worked pretty hard to get him to stay. Um, they almost they gave him more than... 100% more than he was making. He was at 1.5 before, so kind of cool that they were able to keep their goalie who uh, was clutch in playoffs. Um, yeah, I mean, not much to say about that one. Um, otherwise, um, one of my saddest uh, movements of uh, the the UFA, the RFAs, is Top Cunt. Nathan Walker signed with St. Louis, uh, so he's no longer no longer around with the Capitals organization. Uh, we don't have the only Australian anymore. So that I always liked him when he played. Yeah, I so thought he kind of he brought a little bit of energy. Bit of it was just just the unique type of play style, unique energy that I think uh, I think a lot of teams could find some value in. Yeah, yeah, I, I liked him. Um, kind of sucks to be honest, but um, you know, uh, another another goalie actually I should mention um, the other uh, tandem in, in Carolina's goalies curtis mcclaney he uh actually left carolina he signed with tampa bay 1.3 million two years so of course he did up, yeah he's gonna back up uh, vasilevsky so not that they need anyone to back up vasilevsky because vasilevsky is who he is but i mean he's one of the best backups in the league and now he's going to back up one of the best goalies in the league so yeah. that's a pretty top tier tandem right there yeah I'm just going over my list again, and I noticed um, at least one guy that I forgot. Uh, Jonas Donskoy also signed with Colorado. Yeah. 3.9. So this is a guy, I was actually hoping years. Edmonton would go after him. Yeah. I, I thought he would be a really good third line third line winger for, for the Oilers, but um, he's going to do well in Colorado. I think so. Definitely. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, this is all that's happened so far, but there's still some, some guys left out there who need to sign and, um, uh, just give you some kind of some highlights of who those people are. Um, Derek Broussard, Joe Thornton, um, Mark Mathot, Cronwall, Marcus Johansson, Justin got Williams. Johansson. Yeah. Uh, Johansson and Gardner. And Gardner. Mm-hmm. Um, and a ton of RFAs. I think like Chuck and Marner. Um, we forgot to mention Aho's offer sheet. Oh right, yeah. Which I mean, that's an amazing value contract for a player of his caliber. And I'm not yeah. quite sure, like that the the weird way Montreal structured it, so it's like 22 million in the first 12 months to see if like Carolina can actually afford that. But then Dundon's like, okay, I'll just pay it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's there's so many conspiracy theories out there right now about if uh term if it was intentional to fail you know yeah um just so that it helps out other gm signing so it kind of brings like the the contracts back down to reality a little bit for comparables i would be surprised after i mean like skinner and hayes and some of the others that have signed yeah it's uh like been a little excessive to put it lightly Especially so, for especially considering the cap didn't go up much at all. Yeah. Um so I don't know. I I I think Carolina had to match just to keep their best player, but um he did sign it, so 
you know, he was open to going to Montreal, obviously. Um, so, yeah. Um, I guess to, to wrap up our pod, uh, I wanted to talk about some teams that um, have really transformed. And the ones that stick out the most to me in a negative way are Philly and Dallas. Um, so Philly has signed some older guys, some older D-men. They've overpaid Kevin Hayes by a fucking butt load. And I don't see those moves being in the right direction. And uh, I mean, we talked about this a little bit before the podcast, but um, what do you do you agree with me on that one? I see where you're going with it, that they're kind of making it. I see it more in how they've decided to manage their cap and how much they've just gone and spent on Justin Braun, Jamie, Jamie Hayes, and Matt Niskanen, and just how much like they're roping themselves in with those guys. And like none of them are top-tier players. They're all depth guys. But now they're, they've lost like $15 million in cap space for them. Like that's gonna be, That's going to hamper them moving forward if they ever have to re-sign anybody. Because I think they've got some decent young defensemen, but they're not really doing a great job at supporting that. Yeah, I think the only thing is that like some some of the contracts will expire, um, like Niskanen's will expire when some other guys need to get signed. But that Kevin Hayes one is is ridiculous. Oh wait, which Hayes was it, Jimmy or Kevin? Kevin. Okay, I keep saying Jimmy Hayes. So correct. Uh, go back Jimmy and correct Hayes. all those. Who's Jimmy Hayes? <laughs> It's Kevin. It's Kevin Hayes, right? I'm pretty sure it's Kevin Hayes. <laughs> I'm looking it up right now. <laughs> okay. Well, anyway, um, you know they're going to be a pretty different team, I think, and um, I, I don't think it's in the. Yeah, it's Kev. It's Kevin it's... Hayes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, I don't think it's in the right move in the right direction, uh, and and additionally, very similarly, Dallas. Um, you know, not. They they went over, went after some older players, um, Pavelski, Perry, um, I I don't know, Sekera, yeah, Sekera. Um, you know they didn't keep Zook, um, which is surprising, um, because like everybody had said like they wanted him to come back and they love playing with him and he looked really good in playoffs. Um, yeah, I don't know, um, but um, some teams that did really well, I think. Um, New York Rangers, of course. Oh, for sure. Um, they made out like bandits this off season, and you know it's, they it's kind of that old done. New York charm, right? Yeah. Oh, how uh, else did they attract attract Panarin like that? And then they pulled off a decent trade to get a good defenseman and lucked out and got Kako. Yeah, like that's that's huge. And Kako is like I never even mentioned this before. He's going to be a guy who can just step right into the league. Yeah. Like watching watching him in the international tournaments, he's just he's ready. Yeah, and uh, much like that, uh, the New York Rangers, the New Jersey Devils, they yeah. also done really well. They've got Hughes; you can do the same thing as uh, Kako. Um, you know, slot in. Um, they picked up Subban, and uh, yeah, I think Simmons and Simmons. Yeah, I, I think, think yeah they, they're they're they're, they're due for. They might have like a year like a, a tough year, just transitional, but yeah, they've got enough pieces in place. And yeah, I think it just it, it's hard to predict this lottery ball specialist air. Taylor Hall, but yeah. Yeah. I, I just think it breeds some fresh air into the team. You know, they've got a little bit more dynamic players and get some more offense going. And you know, I think they could be a fun team to watch um, this year. And uh, another team that I, I know I'll be watching a bit more is Florida. And this is my pick for the for the most dramatic shift. Um, you know, it started early with getting Coach Q, and they've just kind of kept going. They've they've got Rovsky, which is huge. I mean, That's... they they had a good core already. Yeah, I mean, like Huberto, Trocheck, Barkov, like those are really good guys. And yeah. now they've brought in a supporting cast and kind of filled some of those needs that they've had for, for a while and depth scoring and an elite goaltender. Yeah, I think they've uh, they've got a pretty solid team and they've added Strawman, just a little bit more. D, um, Brett Connolly, Noah Chari for some depth. Um, I mean, Chari was really great in playoffs. I, I think they've got, um, you know, they've, 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 they've definitely got a lot of guys who can score. They've got... Barkov, Hoffman, Huberto, Trocek, Dadanov, 
Like they've got a pretty good team, so I I think I'm going to be watching them a bit more next year. Um, now, do we have excited. to worry in like a year or two when Seattle starts if um Quenville is going to get fired and hired in Seattle immediately? <laughs> yeah, I mean it could happen. It could happen. Um, and then I had sent you that that thing on Instagram that um, Coach Q is already in the logo. You know, yes. you had said you had said that the team needs to have a mustache on the cat, but upon further inspection, it kind of already does. And not to mention, they've got the they've got the same like face, yeah, same look. The very stoic looking, like grumpy. <laughs> grumpy man look so yeah it's i can't believe we didn't notice that before i guess the panthers logo was kind of just that old leaping forward cat in my head i didn't really think about their new logo but the new it crest yeah and it, it does have a mustache i'm looking at it right now it does yeah yeah so you know that that uh that white there kind of goes mustache looking it's all coming together Exactly as they planned when all that shit went down and they lost their two best players. Yeah. <laughs> so exactly as everyone um, planned, the long con worked. Is there anything else uh, you wanted to add? Any other teams you think made out like bandits or made out like shitheads? <laughs> I think given given everything San Jose's done okay, I think um, they're 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 doing their best at retaining most of their roster, but they're also I mean they they're potentially losing you know two of their most recent leaders, but they're still doing an okay job at retaining their core. And, you know, they also re-signed Timo Meyer for four years. I think it's 6 million. Yeah. Which is and, a good contract uh, for a guy Carlson. like him. Yep. Still got Carlson. That contract is a bit questionable, but <laughs> he's still one of the best defensemen in the league. So maybe and to I wrap this, they're, uh, they're sorry, okay. can I off continue on? <laughs> that, that is all I had to say. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, um, to wrap up this pod, let me ask you one thing. Who do you think will be the next San Jose captain? Who is on their roster? I think it's got to be Couture. Yeah. Do you think they re-signed Jumbo? Give it back to him. Um, that would be a weird one, considering they stripped it from him to give it to Pavelski. Do they give it back to him? I think it's got to be Couture, because it's the longevity, because Couture's got a few more years left. Thornton's yeah. kind of going year by year, so it's hard to give him the captaincy, I think. And... It's also just kind of a given, like you don't need to see to be a leader, that he might just be one of those guys who gets an A and is just a leader just because he is who he is. But in terms of the C, they might want to give it to Couture for the extra few years to kind of give the stability on that position. Yeah, I'm saying Couture's a pretty solid pick. I could see Vlasic or Burns, Mm -hmm. I guess. Maybe not Burns, but I I don't know what their locker room's like, but... um... I would say Couture or Vlasic would be my Yeah, Vlasic's a good pick, too. I think he'd be an underdog pick for that, but um, he's the type of defenseman that would get it, I think. Yeah, dark horse pick. But I think Couture is definitely the, the heart and soul of that team, just on you know that, that Vegas game with yeah. power play, seeing uh, what he could do. Um, but Jumbo was the guy who said, you know, let's go out there and do this for, for Pavelski. Do it for Pavs. So I don't know. It depends if they re-sign him. I could see them giving it, giving it back to him um, just as kind of a respect thing. But uh, Send off? Yeah. Um, so, I mean, we went a little bit longer than we we wanted to here, but that's um, been a been a been fun jumping back into it. So uh, I guess that's kind of a wrap here, hey? It is. So once again, we <laughs> thank you all for listening. Um, make sure you follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and or Twitter, and that you'll keep up to date on any content we put out. And also, you know, make sure you subscribe, rate, like, and share the podcast episodes with your family and friends. We appreciate it all. So thanks for listening, and we will see you all next time.